podcast is brought to you by New Hope Baptist Church. For more information, visit the website newhope.net.au or follow us on social media. Isn't it good to have 2021 on its way? We will never forget 2020. Yet as tough as it's been, many good things came out of last year as well. COVID slowed us down, got us thinking, and has given us the opportunity to reset, to realise afresh what really counts, the face up to where our identity and purpose comes from, which is what today is all about. It means 2021 can be releasing and fulfilling in ways that may not have happened otherwise. As a leadership team, we have been digging into everything we do here as New Hope. We have seen it all come down to five life-giving relationship circles. And we are using the five Sundays of January to look at them one at a time. Today is the vocational circle. The word vocation, not vacation, vocation comes from the Latin word vocare, which means to call. Our vocation is our calling, what gets us out of bed in the morning, our gifts and passions that give us direction and satisfaction and value. God, of course, is the one who has so brilliantly designed it to work like this. And he calls each of us, every one of us, to live out our calling, to enjoy what we have been created for. What a difference it makes when we live according to our manufacturer's instructions. Let's open our Bibles now to Romans chapter 12 to get those instructions. Today's reading is from Romans 12, 1 to 21. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and they, these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we through many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, then do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual passion serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. 
If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The first two verses are the key. I urge you, says Paul, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. God makes it all possible. Offer your bodies, your life to him. Don't get sucked into the dead end, short term, counterfeit options that the world throws at you. Go for what actually works, for what really fulfills, for what God has designed you for, for the best life has to offer. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Grab what COVID has shown us. Go for it. God's good, pleasing and perfect will. Say yes to a life of vocation. Now, I have two big ideas for you today, and they go together. They are that vocation is for every person and every place. Radical, hey? Yes, they actually are. Both are life-changing. So first of all, every person, every person. COVID has helped us with this. Every one of us has been impacted regardless of our age or position or current salary, and it's been global. Every nation has been impacted. COVID has been a great leveller. It has lasted months, and maybe it needed to for us to accept that we could not wriggle out of the truths that we need to face up to. We have freshly realised that we are all in this thing called life together. Every one of us has been pushed back to basics, to the need we all have for relationships, life-giving relationships, and time has taken on a whole new value. We have realised that in some ways we are not as different as we can think we are. In fact, we have found that every person has a part to play. And if you and I are not operating that way, all of us miss out. Our choices matter maybe more than we've realised before. Yes, you really do count. Your life, your vocation, your calling is woven into the tapestry of our time. And every one of us, every one of us has a part to play. So whether you're a truck driver, standing at the kitchen sink, sitting in an office cubicle or in the boardroom, whether you're on the factory floor or on tools, working outside, at school, in the middle of your university degree, doing an apprenticeship, whether your thing is IT or sport, whether you run your own business or hold up someone else's, whether you have letters before your name or after your name or none at all, 
Whether you work full-time, part-time or casually, or at the moment, maybe you cannot find paid work. Maybe your health means you are barely able to move at the moment. But regardless of our capacity individually, our personality, our abilities, our knowledge, our opportunities, no matter how ordinary or helpless you and I might feel, every one of us, every one of us has a calling, a vocation today. There is no unemployment ever in the kingdom of God. Let me say that again. There is no unemployment ever in the kingdom of God. Every one of us is called to bring our part, our peace, our shape, our contribution, and with it, God's presence in us to the front line of whatever we are involved in. It is your hands and your feet and eyes and ears and mouth that God has made, and he expects each of us to use them. Isn't God clever not to make us all the same? Isn't it good that we are not all the same? We are all different because God has designed every one of us to have our own part to play, to be needed individually. Verse 4 and verse 6 in our Bible reading from Romans chapter 12 make that really clear. You are not an accident. You are here for a reason. I wonder if you know that. Do you really know it? Your life has a purpose. Every day has meaning. You are on this planet for a reason. Don't let all the distracting noise of our culture or our circumstances drown out what God has already set up, what God is now saying and repeating, what God is doing, what God calls you into. When I was a young school teacher on yard duty, I remember some students starting to call me a priest because I had introduced them to ideas about God being real for them. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 tells us, doesn't it, that all who follow Jesus are priests. Now as a pastor, some people think that somehow my vocation is more godly than theirs, that I somehow have a calling that sort of sets me apart in a, a very unusual way. What, what rubbish that is. Your job is just as much a calling as mine. I may have been ordained to a specific role, but so are you. So let me encourage you to get on with it and be the agent of hope that following Jesus makes possible for you. You are the one to shine for Jesus before those that I may never meet. They are your colleagues, your co-workers. You are the one to walk alongside them. You are the one to lead a community of hope, a group of some kind. And I know very few people who cannot do that. It's our group leaders here at New Hope who generally baptise people in water as they become followers of Jesus. It's not the pastors that do that. Soon it looks like I'm going to be semi-retired well, that's what some people call it. But will I really be? Maybe yes, from the sort of jobs I've had for a long time. But certainly I will never retire from a vocation as the next season of my life comes along. And I will never retire from saying yes to intentionally follow Jesus in whatever way 
and in whatever place he determines that will happen. And so it follows that not only is vocation for every person, it's also for every place. Vocation is not so much a Sunday thing, but a Monday to Saturday thing for every one of us, wherever we find ourselves. What is your place? Uh, Where do you live out, most obviously, your vocation? What context have you been called to work in, to rest in, to play in and serve in, where you can join God, who is already there? If the good news of Jesus is actually real, it must be real in the place where you are and maybe the place where you spend most of your time. It is where Jesus proves himself when the pressure is on for you and when others can see how you cope with that. And hasn't that been tested in this last year? Our Sunday gatherings here at New Hope and everywhere else as we worship Jesus are not meant to be detached events in a fragmented culture that has lost interest in faith, but these are times to empower life-giving, connected and practical hope that you and I show in our vocational circle on Monday morning. We are not one person on Sunday and someone else on Monday. It is where we are and it's where people are and where we need to move towards them. Jesus, of course, remember, came to our place and we are to go to the places where our people are as well. There is no place Jesus cannot go with you. Your vocation, your calling is where Jesus has you at the moment. And as you and I own that, God is able to reveal himself through you and through me and open up relationships and renew and restore the places that we are in and that we find ourselves and bring his shalom, his wholeness in ways that change the place where you are emotionally, organisationally and even physically. And so the natural creation benefits as well. Now, the scriptures are full of examples of this. It's why Adam and Eve were placed in the Garden of Eden. It's how Joseph found himself making a difference in a prison and then a palace. It's how David learned to trust God as a shepherd boy. It's why Esther could step into a crisis. It's what Dorcas and Lydia were known for in the early days of the church. It's why Paul engaged the influences of his day. And in our time, in this country right now, I think of people like uh, the leading economist, Ian Harper. I think of Toby Hall, who I got to know so well some years ago, who is now running the St. Vincent's Group, the largest non-government health organisation in this country. I think of my mate, George Savides, who is chairing SBS, amongst other things. And I think of my local state MP, who answered my letter this week that I wrote to him about the latest questionable, uh, worrying for many of us legislation. And then there's Justin Langer. He's been coaching the Australian cricket team. All of these people are transparently and boldly living out their vocation as followers of Jesus every day. 10 years ago, we had a teaching series at New Hope that we called Every Place 
mission. And it lit something amongst us that is still burning very brightly to this day. It gave us a vision for our vocations and it inspired us to more obviously turn our attention outward and own what it means to actually live it out in life-giving relationships in all the different places where we find ourselves. We realise freshly that people need to see in us that our beliefs and our behaviour line up. In our Bible reading in Romans chapter 12 today, from verse 9 to the end of the chapter, right down to verse 21, it's all about how we live this out. Uh, the verses talk about grace and kindness and humility and so importantly, integrity and servant-heartedness, hospitality and responding in the opposite spirit. And then that well-known verse in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, says we actually can expect God, people to ask us, to ask us, because they see it in us, the reason for the hope that they see. It becomes so much more than uh, not just a spoken thing or some position that we argue about, but it becomes a byproduct of our living the sacrificial, transformed reality that Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2, exhort us to. So let me encourage you today to say yes to a life of vocation, understanding that it is for every person and every place. And I pray that 2021 is going to be a year full of such stories, of every new hoper, me included, fulfilling our calling, living changed lives, that bear fruit in life-giving relationships in our vocational circle as much as in every other circle, as our colleagues and our acquaintances bump into Jesus in us and through us, and it won't matter wherever that is. Amen? Amen.